Hey, all you nostalgic screenwriters. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning. I've already gone the distance, but I'm re-watching them for you. I'm getting there. I'm getting there now. I know you are. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Is It Classic? Does It Rock? Where we pick a band or artist and go through their discography album by album track by track lord help us when they get to rush <laughs> oh oh goodness three nice things where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned almost always earned yes reputation radio 64 featuring video game music remixes hosted by dusk versus tweak and previously on x-men where we look back on x-men comics movies shows characters and more Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and the O and Go is a zero sure for is. 90210. Oh, okay. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing episode 18. It's only a test. And episode 19, April, is the cruelest month. Cruelest month. Yeah, it sure is. All right. Well, shall we get into the West Beverly Blaze? Hit it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly Newspaper. These episodes originally aired March 28th and April 11th of 1991. Okay. A couple things going on around that time. March 22nd, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze came out. I love... You know what? Here's the thing. I loved Secret of the Ooze when I was... Probably in 1991. I loved Secret <laughs> yes. of the Ooze. It was my favorite one. You watch them as an adult, that one's pretty bad. I don't remember. What what, what a, happens in Secret of the Ooze? Well, it's when they find the ooze and learn that that's like no, what mutated them. I haven't them. seen okay. that one. I don't think. I don't it's, think. I get them it's confused. It's the goofy one. It's the one without Corey Feldman it's as Donatello. It's the goofy one? Yes. Trust me. You watch them all. It's the goofy one. Okay. All right. That's I the vanilla you. ice one. Go ninja, go ninja, uh, go. Okay. All right. Okay. April 7th of 1991. I, the the reason I put this in here is because it involves oh, Matt LeBlanc yes. from Friends. And maybe we'll talk about another Friends alum. maybe. We'll see. Um, uh, the show Top of the Heap premiered. Have you I, seen this no, show? No, I don't. I've never heard of it. It's interesting because 1990, Friends wasn't too much longer after this, was no. it? No. Interesting. No, it wasn't. But uh, Matt oh, LeBlanc starred in the show. Good thing for all of us that Top of the Heap didn't last. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had a Joey. It went to the bottom of yeah. the, the bottom, heap. Bottom. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. March 1st, Clarissa Explains It All premiered. Loved it. I, I have, loved that show. I don't think I've ever seen her it. Her friend Sam was like the next door neighbor, and he would always mm-hmm. have a big ladder that he'd put up against her picture window and climb into her bedroom. Yes. Seems okay. scandalous it now, does. but at the yes. time, it seemed super cool. <laughs> and March 25th of 1991 was the uh, 63rd Academy Awards. I realize I have these kind of out of order date wise. Nope, but anyway. We're with you. Um, best picture went to Dances with Wolves. Never I seen it. I feel like we already, didn't we already talk I about think Dances with People's with Choice Awards, I think actually. Or the Golden Globes something or like something. That. It was another award yeah, show. It okay. Swept. Well, it swept yeah. these Academy Awards. People like, like it. everything except for Best Actor, mm. pretty much, uh, went to Dances with Wolves. Best Actor went to Jeremy Irons for Reversal of Fortune. I haven't forgiven him for the movie Aragon. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I've never heard of Reversal of Fortune, but he won Best Actor for well, it. Kathy Bates won Best Actress for Misery. Stephen King's Misery. Her and James Caan. I, I haven't no, worked myself I up to, to watch that. I refuse. Ugh. And uh, Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actress went to Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost. Theodore Rex. Oh, for Ghost. That makes more sense. <laughs> Don't bring up Theodore Rex. I'm sorry. Around Whoopi Goldberg. You're right. Uh, let's go beyond the zip code. I'd love to. 
let's talk about Jenny Garth today. Okay. And Tori Spelling. Sure. Real life pals Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling re- reunited in 2014 for the ABC family show Mystery Girls, in which the stars of the 90s show Mystery Girls yes. reunite after years apart and solve actual mysteries. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. The show was fun and meta, but only lasted one season. I remember this show. Joe E. Tata. Nat. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Guest starred in an episode called High School Mystery. Did you ever watch the show? No. It's only it's only like 10 episodes or something, but it's all kind of there's a lot of um, you know, vague 90210 references in it because they they played best friends on this 90s show Mystery Girls. So that kind of That sounds fun. It was fun. It was Sh- fun. Let's do it for this show. You want to do it? After we get it's only through 10 everything, episodes. let's do yeah. Mystery Girls. Yeah, it was a fun show. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills this week? Well, sorry, I was just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. just dancing. I'm the only one who got to see uh, that. <laughs> but they know. They could feel it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's only a test. So we have Melinda Culea as Dr. Donner, Brenda's doctor. Uh, she recurred on the A-Team and was on the show Brotherly Love. Did you ever watch Brotherly Love with the Lawrence Brothers, Joey I've, Lawrence, I've Matthew Lawrence? I've heard of it, okay. but I, I love the Lawrence Brothers. I'm rewatching, I liked that show. I'm rewatching Boy Meets World right now. Oh, yeah. With my Disney That's Plus. right. Matthew Lawrence shows up in the later years, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was on Knott's Landing with Brian Austin Green. <gasps> yeah. Uh, but then we have Bart Braverman as Mr. Parker. So he is, uh, he's somebody, he was a child star. Mm. And he really, uh, like, went the distance. Although, starting in the 50s, he was on I Love Lucy. He was on Lassie. He was on Castle more, more recently. He was on The Mentalist. And I put this just for you. <gasps> he played the ambassador in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Ha! Huh. So, all right. Love Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I know Cody. you do, yeah. Uh, in April is the cruelest month. We have a young Matthew Perry. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as Roger Rosarian. Uh, Matthew Perry, of course, uh, known for such roles as uh, the movie Fools Rush In with... <laughs> Is that what you're, you're yes, thinking? Okay. that's what I think of him okay. from. Uh, he was also on a little sitcom called Friends. Yes. Uh, pretty Love good. Love it. Pretty good show. You know, I saw this episode of 90210 before I saw him in Friends. So, oh. yeah. For me, Matthew Perry was just yeah. that guy with, from hat. 90210. He was old hat. He was also in uh, The Odd Couple, the, the CBS reboot. It lasted for three seasons, starting in 2015. I find this show to be very funny. I want to watch it. I just have no I way to watch it. I think it. it's Do you really... It? Uh, no, it's on the CBS app, though. So if you're watching 90210... Sorry. Um, it ran for three seasons. It's uh, Matthew Perry as uh, Oscar and Thomas Lennon as Felix. Uh, Thomas Lennon was on Friends. He played Joey's hand twin. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so if you like Matthew Perry in this episode, try Friends. Yeah. Or CBS is the odd couple. Uh, here we also have Denise Dows. You remember a while back, Denise Dows played the character who was testing Brandon and Brenda yes. to see if they had like twin telekinesis. Mm-hmm. This is her first proper appearance uh, as Miss Teasley, a character that she will play for the remainder of the series. So she comes back. Yes, she oh. she is probably outside of like the main characters, the longest running recurring character. Huh. Yep. So we finally see her as Miss Teasley here. Uh, she appeared in other things, including uh, in 2019, she was in The Resident, a couple episodes there, and New Amsterdam with Ryan Eggold, who plays Mr. Matthews in the CW era of 90210. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, we have Sharon Case as Darla. This is the first of her two appearances. Uh, she played the character of Sharon Collins in over 2,000 episodes of Young and the Restless. Oh my word. 2,000 episodes? Soap operas don't fool around, Kendra. I, yeah, I guess. All right. Nicholas Coster appears as George Azarian, Roger's father. Uh, he was in many, many things, uh, starting in the 1950s all the way up through the present as we record. Very, very long-term working actor. Um, a, during filming of 90210, he was a regular on the show Santa Barbara, playing the character of Lionel Lockridge. So if he Love that name. If he felt like he had a soap opera vibe to him. That is a great Santa Barbara. name. That is a great name. Yep. Let's get in to these episodes. Our first episode is It's Only a Test, and our uh, synopsis from CBS Mm -hmm. is thus. The Walsh twins and all their friends are panicked about the upcoming SATs, but then everything gets put into perspective when Brenda finds a lump in her breast and faces a test no one can prepare for. Oh. This episode... It hit me. I bet. It was. I wondered if it did. It did. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So let let's get into it, okay. shall we? Yeah. So we start at school. Mm-hmm. The first thing, the first thing I wrote is, "Whoa, giant computer that yeah. this kid has." Oh yeah. What is that? Was it a computer? Was it just a? I don't, what did they have back then? I I mean that seemed bigger than it would have been in the in ninety one. So I don't know if it was some sort of special. I have to tell you, when okay. I was in like, uh, what it would have been like fifth or sixth grade, I had this. Yahoo email machine. I remember those. And it would just it was just for your email. Yeah. I thought it was the coolest yeah. thing. I loved it so much. My little sister had one that was just a uh an AOL instant messenger. Oh. That's all it was. Yeah. It was just like a little I love so, it. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. I yep. just love sending emails on that oh, thing. Oh yeah. I would just send emails for no reason. No reason at all. Uh Steve and Brandon are talking about studying for the SAT. Steve is taking this prep course. Mm-hmm. Brandon is going on about how you can't study for the SATs. Yeah, I think which you can. Which is not, I think you can. Not true at all. I think it's possible. You, he's he thinks it's just like they're testing what you know as a person. Yeah. There's no way to study for it. Right. Um, later we see Andrea. She is freaking out she about really the is. SATs. She really is. She's losing her mind yeah. about the SATs. And, and she she's, chews Brandon up. She, yes, because she, she's saying like yeah. it's not fair that he would take a prep course yeah. when some people can't afford to take yeah. prep courses. There's it Brandon gives him an unfair advantage. Ruining the curve. Yeah. <laughs> Which he's not even taking the no, prep course, not. so she was freaking out for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, later at Kelly's or wherever wherever they are, yeah. um, Donna and Kelly and Brenda are studying. Mm-hmm or something. Yeah. Kelly is reading a magazine. The SATs, right? Aren't they studying I, for the SATs? I think so. They're okay. like doing, they're doing vocab for the yeah. SATs. And um, Kelly is reading a magazine and there is a um, a breast cancer test right. in there and they all decide to check themselves yeah. for breast cancer. Which, you know, I was watching this and I thought, I bet, like now that doesn't seem like a big deal, but I bet in like 1991, first of all, they say breast a hundred times in this. They do, yes. Uh, Kelly says nipple. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that and then them actually like giving themselves exams, I think that was probably something that people would have been like, <gasps> yeah. to I at the so time, too. you know. I think so. Brenda talks about how her aunt uh, recently, like a couple of years ago, yeah, died, two years, died of, of breast cancer. 35, right? Yeah. 35. Very young. Yeah. Um, and so they, they start taking off their shirts and right. they're gonna they're gonna test themselves mm-hmm. and Brenda ends up feeling something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't say it no. to, to Kelly and Donna at the moment, but she does feel uh, a lump yeah. as they're testing. Mm-hmm. So at home, Brenda is, you know, checking herself again. She ends up coming down to dinner and 
snapping at everybody. Right. And later, uh, she gets Cindy to come and, and feel her mm-hmm. breast as right. well. And Cindy says, yes, she does feel something. And so the next day they go to the doctor. Yeah. Now, I've got to say, I think from, from, a, from a storytelling standpoint, it was really smart to give them this family history to mm-hmm. talk about. Because I think... It, it adds it adds a level of like you take it much more seriously because yeah. she has a family history mm-hmm. and it also gives Cindy something to be a little bit more emotional and irrational about yes so you really see I thought it was a good I thought it was a good um, sort of B plot for Carol Potter to have um, for this to be in Cindy's past so that she can feel that instantly and you see it mm-hmm. as soon as it comes you see it in her acting you know that she's showing like oh my gosh this yeah. is very upsetting yeah. well she's pretty calm she until is. until they get to the doctor and then she kind of then she kind of starts to lose it but a i would bit. say i would say like in, in to carol potter's credit i think even when she's being calm you can see it yeah you can see yes, it that she's like oh you know yeah that it's very hits her emotionally like yes. quickly i think you know I, I got a comment on her acting there i think it was very good yes anyway i agree so doctors the next day yeah so cindy comes and picks her up at the at, at school mm-hmm. brenda like goes to school cindy comes and picks mm-hmm. her up they go to the doctor um the doctor is asking brenda questions but cindy's like jumping in and yeah. giving all the answers finally the doctor asks cindy to leave yeah, get out. and tells brenda like like it, this is confidential basically i'm your priest yeah. you can tell me anything Just, you, want. you can tell me anything yep. so she uh inspects brenda and they decide to do a needle biopsy mm-hmm. where they're going to stick a needle in there and and see yeah. what comes out. Yeah, basically. basically liquid comes out. That's a pretty good alternative because they think it's just a cyst. Yes. Or a pretty good outcome. If it doesn't, then we've got some trouble, potentially. Yes. Potentially. And it goes in. You see Cindy really amping up when that needle goes in. And then when it comes out empty, it's like, ah, yeah, Yeah. You know. It, yes. And that's, and that's kind of when Cindy... Uh, you know, is like, ah, like, oh no. Um, because, you know, now they have to do an actual biopsy where they're going to go in and remove the the lump. Yeah. Um, which is a big deal. Yeah. So, go, you know, go, I think too, from, uh, you know, when, when you're, I think that's the storyline they actually could have pursued. So I feel like this is like a dun-dun-dun that mm-hmm. actually has some stakes because yeah. they could have done a storyline about this, yeah. you know, and so you really don't know where you're going. Yes, yes. And, and I mean, watching it now, like, knowing how much is to come, yeah. I didn't really think that this would be a thing, but mm-hmm. it was it was still, like an intense episode yeah. to watch. Yeah, well, you don't know. I mean, just because you're pretty confident she survives yeah. doesn't mean you're not going to have to, you know. Yes. Anyway. Um. So back at school, Andrea and Steve are talking about preparing for the test, and yeah. Andrea asks if she can come and study with Steve because right. he's been going to this prep course, and she wants some of that knowledge that he has been gaining. So mm-hmm. they, they agree for that to happen. Back at the Walsh house, Cindy and Jim are kind of talking about the whole situation. Yeah. Brenda then comes in. And Cindy is and like, Jim are chopping onions, don't yeah. forget. <laughs> yes, they're yeah. chopping onions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brenda comes in and is like, stop talking about me behind my back. And mm-hmm. then Brandon walks in and they, and Brenda tells Brandon uh, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So now the whole family is, you know, in on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is obviously very worried about um, about Brenda, and later they're looking at pictures of their aunt, mm-hmm. um, Aunt Sheila, yeah. was, was her name, the and cool talking aunt. about yes, how much they loved her, and how it was, 
you know, it was just so sudden how she passed away. And Brenda is obviously very scared. She's mm-hmm. worried because she's saying, like, she'll she'll have to do this alone. Like, right. there's no one who can t- help her or, yeah. like, take this from her if she does have cancer. Um, so it's a very heavy it is, conversation. It really is. I've got to say, too, I know we've kind of teased uh, Shannon Doherty and Jason Priestley for having a more flirtatious brother-sister mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think they nail it in this episode. Yeah. I think it's very... There's a part where they're... Maybe, maybe I'm mixing my episodes up, but there's a part where they're really, like, joking with each other mm-hmm. that felt very sibling-like. Yes. And I think yes. all of his care for her, when he, when he finds out what's happening, you can really see. Yeah. You can see it in his eyes, and I think that their dynamic works really well in this episode. Yes. Yes. So cut to Steve's house. Yes. Woo! Steve and Andrea are studying. Steve is telling her how to, like, how to ace each multiple choice question. Filter out the obvious. Yeah. How you, how you, yes. Um, And she's, like, laying on his bed and everything. And then. No glasses. Yes. Takes her glasses off. And Steve notices how lovely she looks without her glasses. (laughs) Yes. As he comments on. Yes. And uh, he ends up getting on the bed. Yeah. She she says, is that a compliment? And he said, no, but this is. And they end up kissing. And then she goes in for more. Yes. I thought, you know, we got that little peck and I was like, oh, that was weird. And then Andrea's like, come to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they, they do a little bit of making out. Yeah. And then she's like, wah, yeah, danger she's like, Will I Robinson. Get out of yeah. Here. yeah. And, uh, and she leaves very awkwardly. Yeah. And then Steve does this weird backward yeah, jump he, like, onto flips. his bed. He flips it a bit. And he like yeah. makes some weird noises. Yeah. It, was, it was a weird. It was. It was a weird thing. Uh, that was a pretty shocking moment. It was. It you was. Just don't, you I was don't not e- no. expecting that. Mm-mm. I mean, when she laid down on the bed, I thought maybe he would get flirty with her. Yeah. But I did not expect her, him to like get on top of her and start making I out know. with her. I know. And I think it's her response that makes it shocking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Steve going in for the kiss. Okay. Yeah. But Andrea being like, yes, thank yeah. you. More please. <laughs> was the shocking yes. part. So that was a yowzer moment. Definitely. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. At school... Uh, I just put Andrea and Brandon are talking. Yeah, Brandon, this this part I wanted to talk to you about because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure what I thought was going to happen there because Andrea said she has something that, oh, she, yes, yes. that she wants to talk to Brandon about and he's like, well, I got something to tell you. I think she was going to tell him that, that she kissed Steve. Well, I, that's what I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure if she was going to say, if she was going to do basically like, uh, I might pursue this with Steve if this is not happening or I didn't know which direction that was going to go. If she was going to admit her feelings for him and say, let's do this. Or if she was just going to say like, I kiss Steve. I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm not sure. I thought too, it was interesting to note that when Kelly in the previous episode, the one about the election yeah. comes under Brandon, he's like, Whoa, what about Steve? Yeah. But Steve knows that Brandon and Andre have a little thing and yeah. he's just kind of like, eh, yep. I got curly hair. Yep. I got that, a green shirt. Which is not surprising at all. Yeah, that's true. Not surprising. So Brandon L- ends up telling Andrea about Brenda. And she decides not to tell yeah, her. Yeah, and part. then she yep. decides not to. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then Andrea is, you know, saying, You can tell me any, because we're best friends. Best you can friends. tell me anything. I'm yep. always here for you mm-hmm. uh, type thing. Uh, Brenda is then telling Kelly and Donna about what's going on. And they're kind of just talking about, you know, how how scary that is. And then Dylan and Brenda later at her locker talking and Brenda's like upset. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan takes her home and she's she gets she gets mad at Dylan for like no reason. I think she's just I think upset she's, in general. Yeah, yeah, I think she's just scared. He says that he's going to come to the hospital yeah. for, for her biopsy. 
um, she kind of gets mad at him and pushes him away. And I think that she's, I don't know that how much they get into this, but um, when they're talking about her aunt having a mastectomy, I think she's really nervous about that too. And when yeah. Dylan's sort of flirting with her, I think she just like, yeah, doesn't want anything to do with that because mm-hmm. she's a, she's upset. Yes. And then that, that comes out cause Cindy then comes to talk to Brenda yeah. um, in her room and she talks about how, how scared she is that she's going to have to like get a breast removed right, yeah. and how like no one's going to want to date right. her if that happens. Yeah, so I think and... that's kind of what was at play with Dylan. Yeah. 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 So then uh, after Cindy leaves, she calls Dylan and says that she loves him Mm -hmm. um, to the answering machine. Then we have this fun dream sequence where uh, it's Brenda's funeral, but everyone's taking the SAT and all the questions are about And Brenda's also in a wedding dress or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really bizarre. Uh, And all the questions are about Brenda and no one is answering like they're like they care about her. Is this is Brenda the only one with the dream sequences? I'm trying to remember because I know we had the one where she was a race car driver. We had the one with the teacher. The World War II. Yeah, the one. World War II. That's one, the one with the teacher. But has anybody else had one? I don't think so. I Just think, Brenda? I think it's always Brenda. What a quirk. It, this one's not a fantasy. This is like a it's dream. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a though. dream. Um, but it's still a dream like sequence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So at the hospital the next day, um, Brenda goes in for her procedure. Um, the doctor explains to Cindy and Jim what's going to happen, and they they basically start the. Pre- She's awake for the yeah. procedure, right. which is intense. So yeah, I guess they every, yeah. they numb her up and yeah. like make her a little yeah. loopy, but yeah. she's awake for the whole th- and talking during the yeah. whole thing. And then we kind of go back and forth between the SATs are happening at the same. Yeah. We forgot to mention that yeah. she has to miss her SAT, right? Of course, um, yes. because for, the test. for yep. yes to to get this biopsy done. So Steve and Andrea arrive late, almost late for the SATs, and uh, decide in the hallway that they're just not going to talk about what right. happened. Yeah. Um, but then when they walk in, the teacher calls them lovebirds, and then Kelly and Brandon like lean over to each other and they're like lovebirds, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was funny. So then. During the test, Brandon ends up getting up and talking to the teacher mm-hmm. and saying he needs to leave right. and he needs to go be with his yeah. sister, which, yes, that that was a good move, I think. Um, so at the hospital, Brenda's You like, appreciate that as a sister Yes, yourself. as a sister, I yeah, would appreciate would. my brother being there, okay. yes. Hashtag at the hospital, Brandon. during the procedure, Brenda, like I said, she's awake. She's talking to the yeah. doctor. They're talking about, like, what the, the thing looks like. It, she said it looks like a piece of chewed gum which is really gross it's a, it's a gross yeah. really really gross not what you like. um but she she comes out of the procedure fine and uh dylan shows up with flowers yep. brandon shows up looking like vanilla ice coincidentally <laughs> i didn't notice that she didn't tell dylan what hospital she was going to so he oh, went to yeah. five hospitals to try to find her similar to when he well i guess he did tell her the hotel, what hotel situation yeah. yes but uh but yeah. she just forgot what hotel. she did yeah. so they all go home and they have to wait like three hours yeah the results um and kelly and donna end up coming over with flowers and gifts and stuff uh finally the phone rings and uh the doctor tells brenda that uh it came back negative yeah it's not cancer um and everyone rejoices so all right that's the episode 90210 snap what was your 90210 snap definitely when steve kissed andrea oh okay yeah i see that for me i was like (gasps) i think i gasped audibly when When, i was uh, when i was uh, i thought for the most like the most like soap opera-y like lighting change kind of moment was brenda finding the lump Mm, initially because mm -hmm. that was like a sort of a zoom in it was but yes the steve kissing andrea was definitely uh Definitely a shocking moment. And it's funny because I I remember that. I, I remember that it happens. 
And I guess I just thought it was much, much later because mm-hmm. I was very invested in mm-hmm. those characters, like when that happened. So yeah. um, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't know how much they, I don't know if they truly never talk about that again. I yeah. guess we'll have to see. I guess but. it's just because it's it's characters we know doing things they haven't done. Yeah. And that, I that's what I'm wanting. I'm yeah, wanting I more of that instead I of just more of like, you know, Brandon dating every girl I know. he sees. We do try to point out when, when something new happens and I feel like Steve and Andrea speaking mm-hmm. is a new development. Yeah. I don't really they remember. They haven't spent much time I together. Know, I don't think so. They definitely haven't had a scene together. No. Not so that was just nice. the two of them. All right. So let me put it to you. Did you like the episode? I did like the episode, but yes. it was, I say it was hard to watch because my mom had breast cancer. Yes. And so I, like, I remember the day when she called us, me and my brother in and told us that she had breast cancer yeah. and it was like, it was horrible. And she, I mean, she fought it and she's, she's cancer free now, uh, which is awesome. But yeah. I mean, I also, I had an uncle pass away from mm-hmm. cancer. So it's. It's it's scary. Yeah. And like as a I mean as anybody, but like as a woman looking for breast cancer, it is just it's just scary. Yeah. So it's it was it was a harder episode to watch. Yeah, I can see um, that. Um but uh but I thought it was like I like the way they handled all of I it. I do too. I think they really I I think they could have gone for a bigger melodramatic kind mm-hmm. of approach. I think they handled it really like respectfully mm-hmm. and just did a nice job of looking at all the different elements of it. So yeah. uh yeah, I think overall I was I was impressed with the episode. Uh while I still haven't forgiven Shannon Doherty for Laverne. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, how do you feel I about do. her now? Because I, I really she... thought her acting and Cindy, uh, what, whatever the actress's Potter, name is. Yep. Yes. I thought they both were very good in this I agree. episode. I agree. And I think, too, like we, we've been talking a little bit about the character of Brenda. I called her Braddy last week because she's often locked in a, in a storyline where her character is forced to be bratty. Mm-hmm. You know? And I thought it was really nice to see Brenda be like mature and responsible and like handle this situation and Mm -hmm. she wasn't you know the writers didn't kind of force her into a situation where she had to be like you know on the edge of a cliff somewhere being like (laughs) you know which i could totally see them doing yeah you know so the fact that it was brenda and they gave her an actual like respectable decent storyline in which she behaves rationally and with maturity i thought was a really nice uh movement for the character so I think the episode as a whole is pretty good. And last week we were kind of like, these are stinkers. So yeah, yeah. it was nice to come back around. Yes, I thought the, it was. Uh, the Steve Andrea stuff was on its own yeah. an interesting enough development to kind of push this episode into definitely one you want to watch. Yes. But I think the performances of Carol Potter and Shannon Doherty um, really push it over the edge. So I think the episode holds up, and I would say definitely one to yeah, watch. Yeah, I think one so to watch. too. Okay. For sure. Well, let's move on to our next episode. All right. April is the cruelest month, which I, I think that's a weird title for this yeah, episode. Yeah, I was going to look that up. I don't know if that's a play on something, but well, I Well, she didn't... says it in the episode. Yeah. Um, it's a, is it T.S. Eliot? Right, it's a that's T.S. Right. Eliot right. quote. You're right. Um, while she's doing her taxes or something. But what? I, anyway, the synopsis is, Brandon interviews a classmate, Roger, yeah. who's an outstanding athlete and student and haunted by the overbearing success Do you want to just father. commit right now to not doing that Chandler thing? Do I just we just say right now no! we're not gonna be like could I be we're not gonna do it. <laughs> I was I was waiting for a good moment to do it though. Well, I relinquish you then. I I, I won't do it. You gotta you gotta let your heart guide right. you. Okay? If, if it comes up organically, you know what? Yes. 
Yes. Then, then we'll do I it. I concur. Okay. So we start out, uh, Brandon is watching Matthew Perry play tennis. He is. And Matthew Perry is all in. He is. Tiny and I wrote, shorts. OMG, it's Matthew Perry. Yeah, I know. You I texted me. You so texted excited. me that. As soon as that happened, you texted me that. I let, Matthew Perry is my favorite friend. Sure. Is yeah. he, who's your favorite friend? Joey. Joey? Yeah. Joey has never, ever been my favorite oh. friend. Well. I mean, he, he. Anyway, it okay. changed. My list changes, All right. but anyway, um, so he's he wants to interview the Matthew Perry's character's name is Roger, and he wants to interview Roger. He's a senior, mm-hmm. and he's looking for they do like a senior spotlight thing, and right. he's like this big famous guy i don't know i think you know roger sort of portrayed like if dylan was good at stuff yeah you know what i mean (laughs) yes uh and so uh matthew perry eventually does agree sorry i'm gonna call him matthew perry roger agrees to do this interview Mm -hmm. which andrea is very excited about because apparently he's a get yeah they tried to interview him and he doesn't do it he's like no i'm not gonna do it yeah At school, Brenda wants to call home to check for her SAT scores. So we have Oh my gosh, I could not believe it. This episode, we have two. We have two major connecting points in this episode. The first one is, in the last episode, they took their SATs. And here, they're acknowledging getting their SAT scores. Yes, they're doing it. I really think this is our first sign of connectivity. It really is. I can't think of anything else other than like... Brandon's Characters. car. Brandon not having a car has That's been true. a thing. You're right. But but even the way he lost his car hasn't been acknowledged right. since then. Yeah. So yeah. That's true. Brandon not having a car is something. But this this, this is was a, a big really, thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's like a plot point yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Brandon brags to Andrea that he's going to interview Roger. We said that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Steve and Brandon are talking about Roger and uh, his dad is super rich yeah. and this super you know whatever guy. Um, that everyone knows who he is. At home, this is where uh, Cindy is doing their taxes, mm-hmm. even though Jim is an accountant. Yeah. It doesn't make any That's sense true. to me, but this is where she quotes T.S. Eliot and says, April is the cruelest month. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand why they chose that as the title of this episode, That's but true. whatever. Yeah. Brenda opens her score. She got a good score, mm-hmm. and she really wants to open... Brandon's to see what he got because she wants to beat him. Um, let me but they ask don't you this. Do you that. have any memory of your SATs? Of taking them? Taking them, what your score was? I remember taking them. Um, I do not. I remember my score was, my math score was the exact number I needed to get into the college I wanted. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't I remember what that number Did was. Did you have a lot of like anxiety about the SATs? No, not really. I don't okay. even think I really studied for them actually yeah, uh, yeah. i think i just kind of winged it and in, in something that will surprise no one who knows me i did not care <laughs> and was not nervous about them <laughs> but i did them and they were good enough to get into college I definitely so i wasn't <laughs> freaking out like i probably no. i had more of a brandon uh approach to it yeah. like I, I just i'm gonna yep. take this test and yep. i you know yep. it's just the thing you have to do uh while they're talking about scores donna is there and she seems very uncomfortable yeah, donna gets a storyline very uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and so they they end up leaving to go look at their own scores Uh, at Roger's house. So Brandon has gone over to Roger's house to interview him. Um, They're walking around his giant mansion of a house. Uh, Brandon's looking at his cabinet of guns. He has a Walther PPK. It's James Bond's gun. Yes. Which I wrote it down because I know that's James Bond's gun um, because uh, I played the video games with my brother and we talked about that gun. Yes. Speaking of James Bond, don't forget in a couple weeks we're going to be talking to Mel Gildon. Yeah. Author of the 902 and 0 novelizations, also wrote for James Bond Jr. One of your favorite things. Anyway. 
weird, Go on. weird thing to be your favorite thing, but it is. That's a child. <laughs> um, back at the Walsh house, uh, not nothing important. Cindy and Jim just talking about their taxes. <laughs> yes. Um, Jim wants to bet on the kids' scores on who yeah. got who got a higher score. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who he thought yeah. was going to get the higher score. Yeah, Brandon. Maybe? I'm sure he thought Brandon. <laughs> Uh, at the back at Roger's house, Brandon wants to record their interview, but Roger doesn't want to yeah, do that. No go. Roger's dad comes home and is talking about, oh, I called Stanford for yeah. you. And, oh, I've got this person doing mm-hmm. this for you. And um, that obviously clearly makes Roger uncomfortable yeah, he's that, he's, that he's doing that. Not about it. Um, but this is where Brandon finds that Roger has written a screenplay mm-hmm. um, and he ends <laughs> up <laughs> he ends up uh, convincing Roger to let him read the screenplay. Yes. No one's read it before but uh, Roger gives it to him to read. He just has a trusting face. I know. Yeah, he does. i got to say in all of the, you know, whenever we're doing the uh, Living in Beverly Hills and I'm looking basically everyone who's ever been in 90210 is also in Murder, She Wrote. It's something that I'm discovering. <laughs> but... All of the scenes we get that are like, because we, we, we start to see snippets of the screenplay uh, uh, yes. with Roger and the others, like filling out those roles. Anytime we're watching a scene that's from the, you know, that Brandon's sort of imagining in his mind that's from the screenplay mm-hmm. is shot exactly like a murder she wrote. <laughs> so I really, I mean, they must have, I, I don't know, that. they must have done something because all of those scenes, and I won't get into them yet, but every time we're there, it's like murder she wrote. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. At home, Brandon finally gets home and he opens his SAT scores and guess what? Uh, they got the twins, same score. Twinning. <laughs> but they like got opposite. Like he got a higher score on verbal yeah. and she got a higher score on math. Something but it's like, like the same numbers. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty funny. Uh, Brenda and Brandon read um, Roger's screenplay. Mm-hmm. And it's dicey. Uh, this is where we cut, they like, we cut to yep. seeing what's happening. Yep. And it's uh, the the main character who is very clearly Roger yes. is talking about killing his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this freaks Brandon yeah, out. Brandon's... He goes zero yep. to He's like, Roger well, is a murderer. Roger's a killer. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then Brenda tells Kelly about the screenplay yeah. because Brenda. I don't know. I don't know why she would do that. Yep. But she does. So now Kelly knows about it. Though yep. nothing really comes of that, no. I guess. Um, just the fact that Kelly knows. At school, Brandon doesn't want about want to write about Roger anymore. But right. Andrea's kind of like, you're doing this. Yep. You said you would do it. You're doing it. Brandon, th- I wrote this. Brandon is bad at confidentiality. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. this episode, he's like, let me he's just tell you. He's telling everyone, everyone. Yep. everything yep. about all of this. Letting Brenda read the screenplay. Yeah. Kelly finds out about the screenplay. Yeah. Then he's telling Andrea that he thinks hmm. um, Roger's going to murder his dad. And yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm a little late to the game here, but do we see David and Scott in either of these episodes? No. Neither one? No. Interesting. Huh. I don't Sorry, think guys. we do. I'm pretty sure we do. I don't remember seeing them. But... I don't remember them either. Okay. I did not write their names okay. once. Yeah. Kelly and Brenda are talking about going to college and what colleges they're going to go to. Yeah. Donna here, again, doesn't want to talk about doesn't it. Want. She's she's out. she's out. Then I wrote, taking a test. Oh, so then they're taking a test. Yep. Donna is not taking the test. She's, like, freaking out. And then she fakes a contact in her eye injury and leaves the room uh, so that she doesn't have to take the test. Roger and Brandon are talking about the screenplay. And I wrote this. Brandon looks kind of weird in both these episodes. Hmm. Did you notice that? No. Sometimes his face looks like 
old. <laughs> He's got a case of the old face. He, <laughs> I don't know. It does and now. His, his eyes are like, his eyes are very light. So sometimes, hmm. sometimes it makes his face look weird. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Wow. I can't explain it. No. So he's he's pay... a good-looking guy. Okay. I'm not saying he's not good-looking. I will so don't pay think more, I'm saying more attention that. to Jason Priest's body. I thought he looked kind of. <laughs> I saw his face look kind of weird in, some of the, in both these episodes. Yeah. Dylan and Brandon are talking about dad problems because mm-hmm. Brandon here goes up to Dylan and he's like, "Have you ever wanted to murder your dad? Because yeah. I have this friend yeah. who might want to murder his dad." Yep. Um, and then we see Donna, uh, lighting up in the parking lot, mm-hmm. smoking. You know. Yeah. In a black vest yep. with, you know, druggies or whoever yeah. she's smoking with. More modest than she was that time she just wore a bra to school. Oh, my word. But that was crazy. It was. That was crazy. Then we see Roger is talking to a therapist. Mm. And he says, I wish you were dead. Yeah. To the therapist? That was kind of confusing. I think, I think it was like a role play about thing. Yeah, I think he was. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, Roger goes home. He gets a key from underneath a plant and sneaks into his house mm-hmm. for some reason. Very and, Columbo, yes. by the way. And, <laughs> and then he grabs uh, the Walther PPK out of the cabinet. James Bond's weapon of choice. And goes to his dad's office and shoots his dad. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Bang. Multiple times. Makes the silliest face. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yes, he does make a like stupid a face. Yeah. Yeah. Could he oh, be was... more manic? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's the only one. So you're right. You're That's right. the only one. Um, then we see that this is just Brandon reading the screenplay. This didn't actually happen. It's yeah. what's happening in the story. Right. Uh, still freaking Brandon out. Yes. Uh, the next morning, Brandon that was and Brenda. A good, I would say that's a good cut, though, because I wasn't really sure. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't sure either. Like, oh, jeez. I know. You know. I was like, where? I I thought they would go there. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Next morning, more Brandon and Brenda talking about the screenplay and just how it's freaking Brandon out. Yeah. At school, Steve and Roger are talking mm-hmm. uh, for a minute, and Steve's kind of like, hey, your dad, and yeah. Roger freaks out uh, about him saying that. Kelly and Brenda, more talking about college. Um, they find out that Donna missed a meeting with Miss Teasley, yep. um, and that she... I don't even think she was at school. Right. Um, she's like skipping school. Yep. Brandon gets into Roger's car mm-hmm. to ask him some more questions. <laughs> right. Um, and then Roger tries to race Dylan yeah. in his car. Yep. Brenda and Dylan are in are in their car and he tries to race mm-hmm. and Dylan isn't like, no. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh then I I guess Dylan and Brenda go shopping or he's picking up a something he bought and Brenda runs into Donna. Mm-hmm. Donna is very evasive. Yeah, she doesn't, doesn't want to talk. talk to her. Nope. She hasn't seen her for days. Yep. And uh, finally, Brenda gets it out of her that she she flunked her SATs, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and- yeah, Brenda's reaction is so funny. <laughs> Donna tells her her scores, and Brenda's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, just, you know, the worst thing is happening. The happened. world is over. Yeah. Um, and it's so sad here. Donna says her mom told her to marry a rich guy because she's too, yeah. too stupid to take care yeah. of herself, yeah. which is horrible. That's such a horrible thing yeah. to, for her mom yeah. to say. It is. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously we knew that's what was going on with Donna, but 
now now Brendan now it's knows. out there. Yep. Now Brendan knows. At Roger's house, um, Roger's dad is is there when Brandon and Roger get there, and uh, he's gotten a rejection letter from mm-hmm. Stanford, mm-hmm. and they they fight about it for a while. <laughs> yeah, and Brandon's like, I think I'll just yeah. go, and he's like, No, you stay here. Uh, so Brandon does end up leaving, and he goes back to Roger's car to get his books and finds a gun. Yeah, a in Roger's car, oh. puts his fingerprints all over the gun. He does. Yes, I he was does. like out loud. Good I said, point. "Don't touch the gun, yeah. Brandon." Yeah. Now you have your fingerprints on it, yep. you idiot. At home, Brandon calls Andrea at the rap line. Connection. Connection. That's the second one. Because she works there. Earlier, he says, like, what do you do do? with the rap line? And I was like, oh, my gosh. We're acknowledging that other episodes have happened. (laughs) It's a thing. What a time to be alive. Um, So he calls her there, and he says, no one will believe him. He has called the police. Yeah. He called the police. Yeah. But the police won't do anything. Well, I mean, we've already established that his family has guns. So, like, the fact that he has one in his car is not really... Yeah. More of a big deal. I I, I, I wouldn't think. I, I don't know. I think it's crazy that he called the police. It when is he crazy. Has, he has no evidence of it anything other yeah. than a screenplay. Yeah. They live in L.A., right. so it's not a crazy thing. Yeah. Anyway, Jim and Brandon talk, and Jim suggests that maybe Roger just needs a friend. Mm, maybe he so does. So Roger, or Brandon goes to Roger's house in the middle of the night Remembers that in the story, there's a key under the flower pot. He sneaks into mm-hmm. the house and is like sneaking through there. Ha- I mean, he get, I guess he's calling out, saying like calling out yeah. Roger's name. But then he like it's it's like when you're watching it, it's like flashing to when yep. we saw yep. Roger murder his dad yep. earlier. Murder she and- wrote. <laughs> And uh, he he gets to the office. There's no one in there. No. The ho- the empty house chair. Is, the house is empty. Yep. So nothing happens there. At school, uh, Brandon's looking for Roger. He can't find him. Brenda goes to talk to Miss Teasley about Donna. And Mrs. Teasley's like, calm down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to mm-hmm. her. We're going to figure this yep. out. Like, we're going to figure it out. Right. Roger didn't show up for school. Brandon is searching the screenplay for mm-hmm. answers. Yeah, finding finding his clues. He and then he finds I don't know something, and that leads him to go back to Roger's house. Just the house? I don't know. Where I don't he... know why okay. he. I don't know. Something about like a place where he could be alone without interruptions, and yes. Brandon like puts that together that he's oh, in this. Oh, because earlier when in the story yes. when he's with the girl, right? They go in the pool house. Yes. 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 That's it. Yep. Okay, I didn't know the connection. Yeah. He lo- he uh, gets Dylan's car. Yeah. Dylan loans him his car, um, so he can go and uh, and confront Roger. Mm-hmm. Before that happens, though, uh, Donna and Mrs. Teasley are talking, and Mrs. Teasley says Ms. that sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Teasley says that Donna uh, probably has a learning disability, yeah. um, and that's and because she's bad at taking tests. Yeah, she. Can't. She gets it in the classroom, yes. but she can't. Yep. She can't take the test. Yeah, um, which freaks her out at first, but then later on in the yeah, episode, she's like, she like "You're just coming up with new ways to say I'm yeah. dumb." You yeah, know? yeah, which is, uh, you know, I don't know. I I was thinking about like because as a teacher, like kids have like IEPs right. and like we have all of this stuff now, but I don't know. Like in the '90s, like what did what did you have I, to help you figure out and to like help you yeah. with your learning disability yeah. in school. I mean, like, I feel I, like it was probably less. When I was a kid, it was. I mean, there was a lot of, like, stigma on that, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, he just needs this or whatever. Yeah. It was really like, Ugh, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, something that's 
changed for the better. Yes, yes. Um, so Brandon goes to Roger's house. He's mm-hmm. like running around like a crazy yeah. person outside yep. of the house. Finally finds Roger in the in the pool house. Yeah. And Roger is heavily drinking. He yeah. has a gun in his hand. Yep. And then he just like shoots it at the wall. Yeah. Uh, which was crazy. <laughs> and then we we see here Brandon is like, Don't kill your dad and he's like, I'm not gonna kill my dad mm-hmm. and we see that he is thinking about killing himself. Right. Uh with with the gun and he turns the gun on himself, which would be so traumatizing yeah. if your friend you're standing right next to right. killed himself like that. Yeah. Like and he does be... it. He holds it down low and yeah. ends up, you know, I yeah. don't know. It, it was, yeah, it was very, it was an intense, it was an intense moment, yeah. but um, Brandon does end up talking him down and takes the gun from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to get him to a hospital and mm-hmm. get him, get him some help. Um, so at the the end of the episode, Brandon and Roger um, are talking in the hospital. Yeah. And, and the dad has a moment with Brandon, oh, too, yes. where he's like, mm-hmm. we're both getting help. And so, yeah, yeah it's a good... Yeah, that was a good moment. Um, and Roger says that he wants Brandon to write the story uh, about yeah, like, everything wants, that's happened. Yeah, he wants it to help people. Um, yes, so that people can help. And then Brandon gets out his tiny little TV yeah. so they can watch he a tells, game. He tells Roger that Brandon and Roger are... they're friends i gotta tell you kendra i had a tiny tv like that it was my i still have it it's useless because of the whole you know newfangled digital but um i love that he pulled that thing out and i was like how can you even see anything on that in the late 90s i went to a super bowl party with my friends and i (laughs) did not want to watch the super bowl so i brought my tiny tv and i watched a marathon of lois and clark on my tiny tv that's a pretty classic nick story well i think the listeners need to know that that's that's how i used my tiny tv (laughs) in the 90s it was not i wish i had a tiny tv i had i mean we all have tiny tvs now i had hit clips where it was like yeah did you have a hit clip where it's like you put it in and it'll play one little song i remember them i had the kind where where you'd look at it and you'd do a crank, and it would show you, like, a 20-second cartoon. <laughs> no, you're old. Anyway. I had, a, I had a see-through phone. That's cool. I loved my see-through. Oh, like a landline. Like land yes. Okay. And it was see-through, so you could see all the fun. I had a sweet Spider-Man landline that you'd, like, pick up. I had one. Nice. I had a bunch of shaped phones nice. back in the day. Nice. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, that's... <laughs> That's the episode. All right. This, um, was a, this was like a, I love a bit of murder and, yeah. and intrigue. Yeah. So I, I did enjoy, and I love Matthew Perry. So yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed this episode. I think this was a good episode, but it was a weird episode. It was like weird. It hardly felt like it was weird. No. When Brandon's like stalking through that house and the lights yeah. are all dim, it was like, what are we watching? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Well, Brandon just like, I mean, he was right, kind of, Yeah. but like, for a lot of it, it just feels like he's being crazy. Yeah. I kind of wish that they would have played up a little bit more that everybody else was like, oh, you're crazy. And yeah. Brandon being like, no, man, no. But they didn't really do that. <laughs> I but. called the police. Um, so, 90210 snap. Definitely I, the whole Roger yeah. turning the gun yeah. on himself. Yes, I agree. I um, agree. There's there's no topping that. There were many yeah. dramatic moments in yes. the scene. But when we get to the point where he, he shoots out the frame and yeah. then turns it to himself, it's like, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. Definitely. Do you intense. think the episode holds up? Yes. I mean, I yeah. think it was. I think it was a not a fun one to watch, but it right. was a it was an interesting one yeah. to watch. It it kept me interested. The one with Matthew Perry. Yes, the one with Matthew <laughs> Perry. I love it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think I think uh, as far as 
does it matter to the series? No, it does yeah, not. No. Um, although I, I guess I would say that the development with Donna, uh, I think yes. for I think for that reason, mm-hmm. like giving Donna her own storyline, mm-hmm. you know, is a nice step. Um, and I do feel like I'm trying to remember. I do feel like that is something that we retain for Donna. I think that it does make a lasting mark on the character going forward. So. I guess it is important to the series overall. Um, and I think it's a nice, it's different. You know mm. what I mean? It's just, it's an interesting diversion from the how usual. How long after this did Friends start? Like, how I long don't after know, because this, this was like 91, right? And Friends was early 90s, so I don't think long at all. Because I was going to say, I wish, like, I almost wish that Roger became like a, like a character. I know, yeah. Um, it it but... feels like he should. So Friends started in '94, so we're three years away now. Yeah. So Roger's involvement with the series. Which is funny that he's is... like playing a, a senior in high school. In yeah. This, but then he's like a fully functioning adult yeah. in, in Friends. But I think they're really young in Friends. I think they're yeah. supposed to be like 23 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so that's true. Not that far. Yeah. Not that far ahead. But anyway, uh, I like these episodes overall. Yeah. I think it was a pretty good. Uh... It was. I mean, compared to last week, definitely. Yeah. Definitely better. Yep. All right. Anything else for the good of uh, nine hundred two one? Here we go. I don't think so. Okay. I'm. I'm. I, I. I have to tell you, I skipped ahead a little bit and I read the synopsis for the finale, and I'm like, what? That you? That's cheating. I you know. Can't do I that. didn't mean to. What's it, the matter with it you? It all happened so fast. <sighs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm excited to get to the finale. Wow. Okay. Is well, what I'm saying. All right. All right. We're only next episode. We're covering episodes twenty and twenty one, and then I think after that, we're yeah. on the. Finale. finale. So we'll probably do a finale in a, in a season recap of yes. that episode. Yes. Uh, and then after that, Mel Gildan. Mel Gildan. Uh, author of the 90210 novelizations, of which there are many. Yes. He novelizes episodes for the first several seasons. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to talk to him. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Remember to, to share the show uh, on social media. If you can take a minute to rate and review it, that really helps. That helps get eyes on it. Um, we always ask for comments on Twitter and yes, Facebook we do. on the yes, episodes. So if you, if you comment... Well, we might read your comments. We might. uh, We might. All right. Uh, Well, then I think there's nothing left to say, but 9021. You didn't say what the episodes were doing. Other than join us next week (laughs) as we discuss season one, episode 20, spring training, and season 21, spring dance. The spring episodes. Yeah. It's a spring fling here in 9021. 9021, here we go. (laughs) 